Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. What's up, Amelia? Dayspring here with an episode of Power of X-Men to discuss Florida Supercon. This was my first time ever going to a convention in Miami. And I know it's so weird because I grew up here in Miami and I'd never been to a con before. I think I've said this on the podcast before, my origin story with you know comic books here in Miami. I never really went to a comic book store proper because there wasn't like really big comic book scene here down in Miami. Now, I said that when I was getting ready to move from New York to Miami, I was like, there's not much of a comic book scene. And that's how I met my best bro friend here, David, and he showed me Tate's comics. And I didn't even know Megacom was a thing. And that's in Orlando until I went back in, God, was it March or April? I'm forgetting when it was, but, and it was a huge convention. I, I say it's bigger than San Diego and New York Comic Con. And there was a fall of X panel there. Like the X office was there. So it, it literally is a big, big con, but you know, I had Outland Stations here. I had A1 Comics, I believe it's it's called, on Bird Road. And I had Line Drive Beeper and Comics on Gaia Ocho by Publix right before you get to the Everglades. So those were three comic book stores. I know that sounds like a lot, but Miami, everything is like really spread out, kind of like LA. So there really wasn't, you know, a huge focal point for the comic book scene down here is what i'm trying to say and i never i just never went to conventions so you know oh there was also this like comic book stand at international mall that i used to go to so shout out to anyone who grew up in miami during the 80s and 90s if they remember any of these comic book stores but they weren't really big and there was one place when i finally moved to new york and i came back there was this place in miracle mile that was owned by this couple and I was working at Wizard at the time, and they were very sweet. They like took my Wizard articles and like they framed it. <laughs> so it was really, really sweet. But um, yeah, that's that's it for the Miami senior. We never had like a New York Comic Con experience. You know, I didn't go as weekly as I should have because again, it was just so spread out. So, you know, the the scene here has always been like few and far between. And this was my first time going to a comic book convention here. And it was at the Miami Beach Convention Center. It's Florida Supercon. And, and let's get everything out of the way first. You know, I don't really like to get too political on the podcast. I know we've had Lenore Zan and Emma Dumont. And we've talked some really big, heavy conversations, especially for Pride. But, you know, I, I will say Florida Supercon, their logo was Pride logo this year. I don't know if they've done it in years past, but the Pride logo was there. And there was a lot of gender-bent cosplayers. I ran into multiple drag queens. So I very much felt safe at Florida Supercon. It felt like a safe space. Shout out to more mutants who actually said while we were walking around, because I, I said that to him. I was like, you know, given everything that happened with the Supreme Court yesterday and the fact that, you know, Florida, we have DeSantis here he was here like cons should always be a safe space. So shout out to more mutants 
I love their vibe. I love Twitch. Please go check it out. I love their Twitch. Please go check them out. And they are on Instagram. And we were together the entire time. And it just made Florida Supercon such a special, wonderful experience. I went with my husband, Jeff, and we met up with more mutants. So please go check them out. Anyways, so what were my thoughts on the con? Well, I was I, I didn't really know what to expect, much like Megacon. I was like, oh, Megacon's just gonna be like a Hilton lobby <laughs> experience. So when I got there, I was like blown away at how big and massive Megacon was. I did think because it was in Miami and this is called Florida Supercon that it was gonna be a bit bigger in scope. And I went on the website when we got approved for press. I was like, okay, let's go check this out. No, I didn't think Honestly, I did not think it was going to be a San Diego or a New York, you know, level like con experience. But it is at the Miami Beach Convention Center. And I have done a couple auctions there. And I know it's like a really big space. So I was like, okay, so it's going to be ample. I was thinking in my head, I was thinking it was going to be something more like Awesome Con or WonderCon. WonderCon was a really interesting con because they did so much on the back end. You can tell they are a California-based con because they were well-organized with their publicity outreach and making sure that press was aware of what was happening, inviting you to you know interview talent and stuff like that. I was really, really impressed with WonderCon. AwesomeCon was kind of like pick up your badge. There's no press lounge, like walk around and... I, you know, I don't know if we ever really did a full breakdown of the con. We may have touched based on it. I happen to enjoy Awesome Con a lot last year. I kind of replay that con in my head quite a bit because Demanda was there, Geeky JP, Aaron was there, a geeky guy was there, and and of course it's got free. So we had like a huge familia there, and it was kind of like the experience of it and being in DC. But like the actual con itself, there wasn't really much to it. You know, lots of vendors, some artist alley, obviously autograph area, but you had like Melissa Joan Hart, which was really cool. But we didn't, I know, I just said it, I literally just said Melissa Joan Hart, so it was pretty cool. Guests of that caliber. Florida Supercon, there was a lot of voice actors that I just, I don't watch the show, so I wasn't too familiar with. But, um, you know, Charisma Carpenter and James Marsters, obviously Cordelia and Spike from Buffy were there. I was super excited. I did not get to see them, and I didn't pay for a photo op. The only time I've ever paid for a photo op was for the Charmed Ones at 90s Con with Flink, because I really wanted to see the Charmed Ones, as well as, you know, I, I did Alicia Silverstone. So those, those are the only two times I ever paid for photo ops. And in fairness, 90s Con was so much fun. But it is just a, you know, you're meeting the celebrities, you know, that that go there and you're doing the photo ops there. So when in Rome, why not? But Florida Supercon, you know, with the exception of Charisma and James, there wasn't really much talent there. And the artist alley was a lot more individual, you know, indie artists who are more on the local level. And I that that stuff I really enjoyed. Although sidebar, like I love walking through these anime aisles, <laughs> these an these aisles where they have a lot of anime artists, and like everyone is like hypersexualized. <laughs> I'm still not used to that. I still see like I'm see like April O'Neil bent over and her boobs like hanging out there. I'm like, whoa, you know what I mean? And you know, obviously these are very progressive, like minded people, you know. But like, damn, like the over sexualization that you see. At, at, at some of these at, at some of these cons is like next level so it was a very small it was a very small 
um, Artist Alley, but I got like a Diva from Overwatch sticker, which I kind of like. And even though I haven't really played Overwatch, I just love the character. I love the designs. If you saw me at Fan Expo in Dallas, I don't, I don't think it was, it was Fan Expo. It's whatever con I went with Flink that happened to be happening happening that weekend. I think it was like Vintage Toys or something like that. Anyways, they had an Overwatch Diva thing there, and I loved it so much. And so I've kind of been obsessed with her. But again, I haven't played Overwatch. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I got that sticker. And 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 I think Ryan Otley was there, you know, the artist for Invincible. And I would have I would have waited in line to get somebody autographed or, you know, try to get a shout out for a power of action or interview him or ask him like a, a question. But he wasn't there. I think he had like a panel when I had swung by his booth. But that was in terms of just air quote big names. The only like artist I really did see there. There was an artist who tried to sell me on a Spider-Verse Miami edition print, which I really did want. But I'm looking around here, my newly done sheetrock, and we just don't have, you know, we don't have the space for, we don't have the wall space because my apartment, as many of you have heard endlessly on this podcast, is all windows, unfortunately. So, you know, there was lots of cosplayers. I wouldn't say it's at the level of of New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con or WonderCon. Those are the three cons that I have been to. I have been to that I've been like, well, the cosplayers are next level. There's like a huge cosplay community here. For the most part, it's not a very like cosplay heavy in terms of you're going there to see the the, the cosplay. It's it's very much people who are dressing up to go to the convention. There, you know, there are this this is something I noticed at MegaCon. There are a lot of jumbo sized Pokemon creatures like there was a huge Jigglypuff at at MegaCon. There was also another like Star Wars, like huge Star Wars, you know, cosplay at at at, at MegaCon. And here there was a Eevee and Nurse Joy that was like jumbo size. So I I've only really noticed that at these Florida conventions. So you know maybe that's exclusive to Florida because there's so much space. Um, you know, the actual con itself, I, we walked the floor again. What really made this con for me is that we got to hang out with more mutants. We had so much fun just walking. We were looking for a build a figure kingpin because we still don't have we have the shadow, uh, the shadow king head. I was going to say shadow cat because I've been so used to bitching about shadow cat with a K. We have the shadow king head, but we don't have the kingpin build a figure. And then we want Sauron. I, I did sleep on Sauron as he was coming out for the X-Force wave. And I I very much regret it. Two build a figures I regret not completing was Sauron as well as Fing Fan Foom. I really wish I had I completed those two because those are two characters I, I love. Both Dinosaur-ish and green, maybe. <laughs> I don't know why. I just didn't do it. Ah, I hit myself for it. I didn't see that many Wanda cosplayers, which, as you guys know, we love seeing at New York Comic Con. We we love to troll the Wanda. The MCU Wanda cosplayers be like, do you know who Mr. Scott Free is? And, of course, Mr. Scott Free is dressed up as Wonder Man. But the con itself was fine. I think, you know, it's Wonder Con I left feeling full after a few days and again maybe it's because we were sharing a room with namor cosplay because michelle was there the entire like x-men community was sort of there we saw a line we saw isabella you know we, we we saw a variety of people that we love very much in our community warpath dylan and nerd alert were having a birthday party so we went and we kikied afterwards we made some new friends i you know so in that regard I, I loved 90s con because it's like a full-fledged rounded experience. It also could be because we were tourists in those cities. But 
you know, I, I will say the same again for awesome con, you know what I mean? So I think had I been visiting Miami and I was staying somewhere on the beach, walking to the Miami Co- beach convention center and then going on the beach with more mutants afterwards, for example, I would be like, Oh my God, this is so much fun. But you know, for me, I felt like this was very much a one day, one afternoon. I think we pieced out at what time is it now? It's three fifty-three. I just got home like 40 minutes ago. I think we left around two. So actually fun fact, we, we probably got there around 12 one o'clock and we left at like 2 30 like that's how quick we were able to do the entire like con floor you know and we were so excited to like get to the con i was like ah, i have to get there i was like kind of screaming at my husband as we we're driving there i was like i wanted to leave early you know but um i yeah we got there and i was like okay we're we're, we're pretty good we we did a, a lap on the con floor I have never seen people. They were doing the battle. I, I like with like foam swords, like hitting each other. I've never seen that in any other convention, you know. Before another thing, I hadn't seen at a convention either were gaming rooms, like with PCs where people went. That was also a MegaCon. So I'm going to shout out Florida that they've shown me conventions that parts of conventions that have just never ever, you know been experienced to of course like a new york comic-con they have like skyward sword where you could like play it back in like 2000 and like 10 you can do like a demo of it or you can play smash brothers you know i've seen those like walk-up stations of course but not whole rooms dedicated and that was somebody exclusive to megacon for this scene like people battle it out with their foam swords i was like wow that's like a healthy way of of expressing your frustration <laughs> my husband was just like should we do it on each other i'm like mm, maybe so, you know, in that regard, um, I thought it was it was pretty interesting. I think this was a great local con, right? This is how I would describe it. I don't, you know, like WonderCon, I would say, yes, absolutely. If you're into cosplay, if you're knee-deep in the cosplay community, so many of the LA cosplayers, California cos- cosplayers are there. You should go out and make, make the trek if you can. You know, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, they're experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And those are multi-day experiences. There's so much for it. Florida Supercon. I would say if you're local, that's great. Go for an afternoon. Maybe if there's some panels you like, go for it. That's the other thing. I didn't know what panels were going on. It's not posted on the website. There's no program when you get on site. So you have to actually go up to the door and look at what is it, it, it's posted there for the day. And I'm like, wow, that's you really got to work to see some of the, the, the con schedule. So for example, More Mutants had a panel yesterday and I had absolutely no idea. I would have loved to have tried to have made it if I could. I didn't know if Charisma and James were doing a Buffy panel. I, I assume they would have if they have two Buffy stars, you know, and they've done panels before. I would assume that they would be doing a, a Buffy panel, but I didn't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I looked at on as many doors as I can, but I couldn't find it. But, you know, would I say... If you live in the state of Florida, should you come to this? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, there are going to be people you see here in the scene and, you know, you're going to want to like chat with people. But I think if you're out of state, it's not worth the trek unless you're going to do like a weekend trip with friends. And you're like, hey, you know, I've always wanted to go visit Miami and there's going to be a con there. Like in that regard, be like, yeah, that actually would be kind of fun. But it's very much a local con if I, if I had to, you know. If I if I had to give like my review on it, I'm really grateful that Florida Supercon actually gave us like press passes to go. One of the things I was so impressed of, and I turned to my husband and I said this, I was like, you know, Miami in the mid 90s to the early aughts was starved for Sailor Moon content. And if you were looking at the our Instagram, 
you would notice there was a lot of Sailor Moon cosplayers, a lot of Sailor Moon merch. So I was extremely happy with the amount of Sailor Moon stuff that was there. Oh, the other people that were there that it was this group of cosplayers called the Bombshells. Oh my God, I loved every single one of them. And one of them was a former Universal Studio, I don't know how you would call it, cast member, but they used to do Rogue. They, they She did Rogue for six years and I was just like fanning. I was like, I know Northanne. Like I'm good friends with her. I was just texting her. She would love to hear that you were Rogue at the Universal Parks. Um. So, you know, th- that was really cool. And they obviously knew all, all of them knew more mutants. And it was like a nice little kiki. And, and we were at the booth and I went through all of the cosplayers. I was like, hey, let me ask you some questions. So much fun. So much fun in that regard and getting to know the scene down here. You know, there were a lot of people I went up to and I was like, hey, let me get you for, you know, our Instagram. Let me ask you a fun question. They're like, and then, you know, once we're done, I'm like, oh, can I get your social media tag? And they're like, we don't have social media. And one of them went as far as like saying after I walked away, being like social media, I don't do that. That's going to destroy the world. And I was like, oh, my God, I really liked this person. And like, you just said something mean to me as I was walking away. But um, Again, I felt very, as an LGBTQIA plus individual, I do want to stress this point. I felt very safe at Florida Supercon. Again, they have the pride. They they, they have their, they have their logo rendered for pride. We got in there. There was plenty of LGBTQIA plus individuals. I felt very safe in that space, right? And, and we know Florida is really contentious. But as I've said to other people, given what happened with the Supreme Court <laughs> yesterday, I would I, I think Florida is always going to be in the news because Florida is the butt of of all the jokes of all the states. It, it will continue to always be a news focal point. But I would say what's happening in Florida is happening in other parts of this country, too. So, you know, I, I, I will say always be careful when traveling anywhere like Florida. Obviously, we have DeSantis. Very crazy. Do not come here if you do not feel safe. But in in the context of just Florida Supercon, in the context of just Florida Supercon at the Miami Beach Convention Center on Saturday, July 1st, from the hours of 12 to 3, let's say, I felt very, I felt as a gay man, I felt very safe walking the comp floor. But you know, again, I wouldn't tell like Scott Free to come. I wouldn't tell Flink to come in. I wouldn't have Sean fly in from London and be like, oh my God, you have to come to Florida Supercon. I wouldn't have Michelle Waffle Otero pack her back. I wouldn't ask Nerd Alert to fill up his, you know, his 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 suitcase and come here or have Demanda Martini drive down with a with a with a van full of cosplay. I mean, it's you know, it's still Florida. And also, I don't think the convention is huge enough, you know, where I would recommend it for out-of-state people. If you're local, I would absolutely say yes. I wish my friend David could have made it. He could have, my bro friend David could not have made it. I've been wanting to get him on the podcast for such a long time. But like, obviously, my schedule is, I, I'm the problem, you know. Uh, my schedule has been all over the place with travel and then syncing up too, because he's been very busy. But you would have seen him at uh, Megacon because I did. IG him a little bit. So I'm really sad that David wasn't able to make it, but I'm so happy that I got to spend time with more mutants. I had met, I had met him at, at, at Megacon. He was Madeline Pryor and I came up to him after the X-Men panel. I, I thought in my head it was before, but he was telling us that he had missed the, um, the X-Men panel. So it was, it was afterwards. 
And I was like, oh my God, it was so much fun. It literally made my day being with more mutants. Couldn't have had a better, better experience there. But yeah, so that's my overall like first impressions on Florida Supercon. There were some people who were returning from years past who were like, I had a great time last year and it's even better this year. So this could be a situation where they're just growing. Maybe having people like Charisma Carpenter and James Marsters, these are really big names, A, in general for conventions, but B, maybe this is the start of an influx here. Again, we did pitch them some talent. The Florida Supercom people did not get back to us. And I followed up and I CC'd the talent on that email. And I was like, hey, I got this talent ready to go. They want to come. We just need to work out, you know, the back end of it. Crickets. And I know for Mutant Con, we did try to get a booth. Jeff, who are who is our founder for Mutant Con, was trying to get a booth. and got an initial reply and then crickets. So I don't know. I mean, listen, it... I grew up here, so Miami, not shocking that people just ghost you and, and, and the job does not get done. But I'm surprised that the talent I pitched and the fact that Jeff was willing to pay for a booth, I'm shocked that it was just kind of crickets. Because again, like this con would have been good for the talent I was thinking of. It, because again, you're, you want to bring that influx of talent. And I think this talent in particular would have drawn a lot of attention and helped put them on the map. And you have people like me who coming in from New York and are living in Miami post-pandemic. And we want to build up the comic book scene here. Anyway, so that's my review of Florida Supercon. Again, you live in the neighborhood. Go check it out. It's fun. You know, I... I drank too much last night. Shocker. You can probably tell I look bloated and hungover, but shocker. I drank too much last night. So I was like, eh, I don't want to drink. But you know what? I think would have been perfect if you're local, get a drink, walk the con floor, talk to people, lots of great vendors, lots of Marvel Legends. They, I mean, Series 6 OG Toy Biz, Marvel Legends, good, right? Like Cable and his like Marvel versus Capcom mid 90s costume, like that. I even thought about buying them. Like, I'm pretty sure I have them somewhere though. So I didn't want to spend the money. But oh my God, Red Skull, the OG chase figure right there was very happy so lots of good finds there you're gonna you you'd enjoy it very much and as you probably saw on our insta story more mutant spot the vhs mystique with baby nightcrawler that you can like curl off of waterfall so yeah that is my review of florida con let me know your thoughts drop them in the comments below and we'll see you next time